Hello and welcome to Learning More with the Core, your community health core podcast. My name is Keely Hancock and I'm a social work intern with Community Health Core, East Texas's local mental health and IDD authority. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Community Health Corps' project evaluator, Ms. Christy Cravey. Ms. Cravey is a East Texas native who has attained her Master's of Science in Healthcare Administration from Letourneau University and has been with Community Health Corps for 11 and a half years, where she began her journey as a system support specialist to her current position as project evaluator. Please enjoy Ms. Christy Cravey. Hi, Miss Cravey. Hi, Keely. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm ready to get into the admin side of Community Health Corps. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what I can. Okay. Just at first, describe like your role as a project evaluator. So a project evaluator is somebody that evaluates all aspects of a grant. Okay. The, the data that we are receiving from our grant. And this role came about because we were awarded a CCBHC grant by uh, SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hold on, CCBHC, because I know none of us know what that is. (laughs) So, a CCBHC is a Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinic. Beautiful. And it's a designation, it's a federal designation that allows us to be standardized throughout the country. Okay. There are currently 490 CCBHCs, which are community mental health centers that have this special designation. Okay. When we were awarded three years ago, we were one of just 230 in the country. Oh, wow. So it's blown up. It has blown up. So now all community mental health centers in Texas are CCBHCs, plus a couple of extra. And it's just a higher standard for community mental health. Okay. And we were doing all the services that we needed to be doing. One that we had to add was care coordination. Okay. And you've met our care coordination team. Yeah, Yeah, I'm hoping to get them on soon, too. (laughs) Yes, it's a great program. It just allows us to to carry that designation and compete. There's no additional money from the state of Texas Mm -hmm. for that certification. Okay but are able to compete for federal grants. Okay, so it looks better for when we're kind of like college, like you're putting in your, your recommendation letter, your you know all your papers, and whatever's gonna look best is gonna get you in the door. Exactly. Okay. Exactly, so we had to add uh, the additional care coordination services, but there was no money for it. Mm. So SAMHSA came along with this, uh, this grant about two and a half years ago okay. for $2 million for two years. And hold on, SAMHSA, I know what it means, but can you tell everybody yes. listening? <laughs> it's the Substance Abuse mm-hmm. and Mental Health Services Administration. Okay, cool. And they are a federal organization. That I did not know, so that's good to know. So right now, um, our grant funding through CCBHC ended in April but we have applied for a new CCBHC grant to uh, innovate and expand our services. Okay. And we should hear about that with this week. Oh, this week, wow. It's going to start September 30th. Okay. Get it. Wow, so in between April and now, we've just been using the SAMHSA 2 million and just kind of feeding off of that for anything or? No, um, we actually had another grant. Oh, okay. The CMHC grant okay. that was Community Mental Health Centers. That was also through SAMHSA, okay. and that was $2.5 million for two years. So we had a gap. There was like 
those grants kind of crossed each other. Yeah. But we were able to put some services under one grant, mm-hmm. some services in another grant. Okay. But most of the money that we spent uh, from the CCBHC grant initially was to expand our primary care services. Okay, so like clinics and... Yes, okay. so the core core health clinics. Mm-hmm. The pharmacies, things of that sort. Now the pharmacy, we don't have to pay for. Oh, okay. That okay. is through Genoa. Oh, yes, Genoa. Okay, well, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We do pay them if, if we're paying for medications for a client or something like that, but they're... They run all that themselves. Okay. Yeah. So Genoa's got them yes. selves, but CORE, we, we run that. So how did you get into this field? When you were in elementary and you're like, I'm going to be the one that helps this no. run. <laughs> well, they posted a job. <laughs> yeah. And I said, what's that? <laughs> I had been the administrative manager over all the support staff, and I was looking for a change within yeah. the company. And my boss, Steve Archer, is the director of behavioral health. Mm-hmm. And... He was talking about it one day, and how are we going to find an evaluator? And I'm like, what is that? Tell me what that is. And he goes, oh, that might be a good fit for you. Wow. Because it's a lot of, it's a lot of data. Yeah. And that's what I started out doing initially in the center, mm-hmm. looking at our numbers, identifying trends, and okay. how we can improve um, our patient health and their outcomes. Okay. So very heavy research-based. Yes. Yeah. And most people that are in the position, well, many people that are in the position are usually a PhD. Okay. And you're working on that right now, correct? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just trying to finish my bachelor's. Lord. (laughs) You mentioned earlier to me that you're really passionate about the GLOW program. Yes. Can you kind of dive into that? Because I've heard about it, but again, like I'm no expert. That's why I I interview. We, we don't just have federal grants. We also have some foundation grants from private foundations. Oh, okay, like churches or... Well, in this case, this one is, is through the Episcopal Health Foundation. Okay. And they are one of our big funders. Mm-hmm. They are a private foundation based in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And they used to own a big hospital system. And they sold that system. And they wanted to focus on improving the health in the state of Texas for the areas that they cover. Okay. And they came to us about three years ago with, they wanted to create accountable communities for health in throughout the state. Okay. And Sounds like a good idea. Yes. Our <laughs> director of strategic de- development, he actually put together the proposal mm-hmm. and then he took another job someplace else. So we spent the first year just learning about it and an accountable community of health is an organization of different entities that um, work together to solve health issues within the community. Okay. Whether it's um, food related, okay. housing. That was my question, like what health issues are we? Yes. Are we talking about suicide? Are we talking about, you know, mental it, health? It could be social determinants of health. Okay. That's something that we work on quite a bit through our grant programs. Okay. I'm, I don't know if you've seen our social determinant of health screening. No, I don't, maybe. Okay. Maybe. So we evaluate different aspects that could impact somebody's health. Do they have food? Do they have safe housing? Okay, yeah. Are they The environmental factors. Exactly. Okay, okay. And social. Okay. Like a support system and things like that. Okay, yeah. We've done those in class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Not to get too nerdy, but are you familiar with Maslow's hierarchy? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. If those basic needs aren't met, you can't do nothing else. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what we're looking at is their basic needs. Okay. Because you can't get better 
um, you're not able to focus on your mental health or uh -uh. your physical health if you're worried about your safety and security. Yeah, yeah. So we put together a group of seven organizations in the Longview area, mm -hmm. and that's Community Health Corps, the City of Longview, both hospitals, Longview Regional and Christus Good Shepherd, mm -hmm. um, our local FQHC, uh, Special Health Resources, okay. United Way of Longview, and um, the Gregg County. Sounds like uh, almost all our resources. <laughs> yes. So all of these these great minds are working together to solve health issues okay. in the community. And one of the biggest ones that we noticed was um, Chief Amy Hooten with the Longview Fire Department is actually the lead of this group. And we noticed that the increase of calls to 911, and not just like on a regular day, but mm -hmm. individuals specifically. So we, we had uh, some case studies with some individuals that were calling every day to 911. Oh, okay. And when, we, when they dug deeper, they would send out a community health paramedic mm -hmm. to really find the root cause. Why are these calls being made? Mm -hmm. And this one individual, she had complex health issues, but when they looked deeper and deeper, it turned out she had anxiety that mm -hmm. was causing um, symptoms similar to a heart attack mm -hmm. because she had food insecurity. She mm -hmm. didn't have enough to eat. Yeah. So they, in this one case, she was able to get, they were able to get food boxes for her mm -hmm. to alleviate some of that food insecurity. And the calls reduced by half. That makes total sense. That sounds like a program uh, in Denver where they it was the STAR program and they mm -hmm. sent out social workers instead of police officers mm -hmm. um, to assess and what can they do? Right. Is law enforcement really needed or firefighters or paramedics? Is it more of a personalized issue? Yes. And that sounds like that's what that is. It, in some ways it is. And so we have um, a care coordinator mm -hmm. actually through the GLOW program mm -hmm. now that we've been able to hire from funding from this grant. Mm -hmm. And he's working to um, contact clients that are high utilizers of emergency services. Okay. And really get to the root of what are their issues and how can we coordinate together mm -hmm. versus all of us trying to solve this problem individually. Mm -hmm. So we're pooling our resources mm -hmm. and that's really the purpose of the GLOW program. That's awesome. Well, we've had great <laughs> success um, in many ways. We, uh, we're out in the community quite a bit. Mm -hmm. We speak at public events. We're, we're going to be uh, presenting to the Chamber of Commerce for the State of Health meeting that they have in December. Mm -hmm. And the county judge is our chairman of the board. Okay. Community Health Corps uh, Executive Director, Mr. Inman White, mm -hmm. is on the is on the board. Okay. We sweet. are a separate 501c3 nonprofit organization. Okay. Okay. So you were talking about, you know, each with those grants and with all these resources, they're all working to take different steps to heal the health crisis. What steps have we put in place so far? Oh, I'm glad you asked me about that. Yeah. <laughs> so through the CCBHC grant, mm -hmm. uh, one thing that we noticed about a year in was we can't serve everybody with care coordination. No, yeah. So we needed to prioritize those individuals. Mm -hmm. So one way to do that uh, that I learned about is through risk stratification. So we're able to take certain factors, like if somebody's on a long-acting injectable, how many crises have they had? How many hospitalizations have they had? 
What are their comorbidities with, um, you know, their complex health, health issues, things like this. Okay. And assign them a, n a numerical factor to determine their risk. Okay. And then those are the individuals that we're going to target for our risk stratification. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get care coordination more involved in those individuals. Okay. What came into play to make those the specific ones that we're focusing on? Because they are the highest need. Highest need, okay. Um, most at risk mm -hmm. for decompensation, either mentally or physically. Uh -huh. And by addressing those, they can hopefully have better outcomes. Yeah. Because our patient population of serious mental illness dies 25 years before the general public. And that's why our primary care through core health is so important. Yeah. So we can tackle some of these, these serious health needs. Mm -hmm. And one thing that excites me is looking at the data through our CCBHC grant, we were able to determine that blood pressure is an issue, mm. BMI, mm. and weight. Yeah as well as smoking. Tackling those issues for our clients, getting them, we were able to refer them to Core Health mm -hmm. for an additional health screening mm -hmm. to be able to try to nip those things in the bud before it gets out of control and it yeah. affects their long-term health. Yeah. And our clients don't always feel as comfortable going into a primary care clinic. So having primary care on site mm -hmm. where they can just walk over yeah. and meet the provider yeah. has been such a benefit for our clients. For sure. I've even seen some of like the caseworkers walk them over and sit with them. Exactly. And just have a conversation, you know, because some people might have severe social anxiety and being with somebody they know takes a big weight off. That's awesome that we're also, we focus on physical health and mental health because I, I think they're the same thing, honestly. They, they are so um, they're intertwined. Twined together, yeah. yes. So tackling all those issues has given us a population health strategy. Mm-hmm to be able to look at not just the individual cases, yeah. but what's impacting our entire patient population mm -hmm. and be able to tackle and prioritize those issues with our funding. Wow. And that way we get the most bang for our dollar. Yeah. But with our CMHC grant that came about next, mm -hmm. we uh, rolled out social determinant of health screening yes. yeah. to everybody in the organization. Initially, we were just doing it uh, for our clients that were in care coordination. Yeah. But we really saw the value of it and we said we want to increase this. Mm -hmm. So that was one of our priorities um, with the CMHC grant funding was to do social determinants of health screenings for mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. As well as trauma screenings for everybody. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the trauma screenings and now that we've talked about the social determinants, I've done those with care coordination because I would do NOMS with yes. them and all of that and so I forgot it's been months since I've been over there but yes we did those and uh -huh. we would make calls and I, pretty powerful because you're not getting just a yes or no answer you're getting a full length of historical trauma sometimes yes. generational trauma and it's it's wild but yeah and being able to have those tools helps us make better decisions for our clients absolutely absolutely and they're uncomfortable to ask and they're I'm sure very uncomfortable to answer but they are so needed, and I'm glad that we have that. Switching the convo, though, can you tell me about Joint Commission? Because I don't know a lot, and I hear about it all the time. I'm just curious. Okay. I just want to know. <laughs> I am on the Joint Commission communication team. Okay. So I'm happy to communicate about it. <laughs> you do it all. <laughs> <laughs> so Joint Commission is an accrediting body. 
Okay. That is the highest standard. They get they award organizations um, that are accredited a gold seal. Okay. And uh, primarily it was hospitals, mm-hmm. but then they opened it to behavioral health organizations. Mm-hmm. And we have been accredited, I think, since 2006 or 2007. A joint commission. Yes. Okay. Now, that's an extra step that our organization chooses to do mm-hmm. um, because there are, I think, three or four community mental health centers in Texas that are accredited is all. That's it. Yes. Wow. We always try and go mm-hmm. above and beyond mm-hmm. to get the highest level of certification or yeah. accreditation or As whatever As we should. It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it forces us to... Um, really take a look at our internal processes mm-hmm. to make sure everything is is going well and we get accredited every three years okay our last survey was um, the week before the pandemic shut everything oh, so down. we've got one coming up yes so technically anytime between I think September October and March mm-hmm. is our survey window okay so we have to be prepared for a survey now we should we shouldn't have to have a mad rush. Yeah. We should be preparing and operating at that level all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we do have a kickoff and we educate the staff because we have new people here. Yeah. Who've never been through a joint commission survey. Yeah. Quite a bit. So you said we get a gold seal. So it's basically just a higher standard of yes. care that we're being held to with joint commission. Exactly. Okay. And we break it down into teams. Um, Patty Brady and I are on the communication team along with several others. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on the performance improvement team okay. where we look at how we're improving our performance, how we're making those data-driven decisions. Mm-hmm. There are standards of care teams, um, environment of care, so we're looking at our buildings. Mm-hmm. And when the surveyor surveyors come in, it'll be for probably three, four, five days. Mm-hmm. There'll be a team of surveyors from Joint Commission they will go to our different locations and they use something called a tracer methodology. Okay. So they will pick some client names and then they will look at every note and over a period of time mm-hmm. and um, every client or every staff member that has touched that, that patient. Yeah. They'll look at their the staff records, they'll look at the patient's records and um, the environment of care that those clients have been in. And that's how they conduct their survey. If you don't document it, it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But we have periodic trainings um, to make sure that we're meeting all those standards. Yeah. We keep records um, about everything involving the clients. Yeah. We have quarterly, um, or no, monthly quality meetings Mm -hmm. to discuss every aspect of patient care. Yeah. We're looking at falls, we're looking at infections, we're looking at um, so many things that can affect a patient's health. So it sounds like we do pretty much everything we can to make sure the, the person is getting the resources and the care that they need. Yes. Within that, do you think there's any barriers or holes in the services that we just can't provide due to some reason? There are services we would probably like to provide that we can't because of resources Mm -hmm. and that's where the grant funding comes in and Mm -hmm. helps us provide that extra Um, and we try to choose projects that make the most sense so the CCBHC made the most sense Mm -hmm. for our organization 
And so the funding supported the care coordination piece of that and the primary care. The primary care is something that's really important to me because it is about the whole person and mm -hmm. their whole health. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you find these grants, though? Because you're saying, you know, these fit better than these. And where do you go? Where do you start with that? Usually we get notified. Mm -hmm. I checked the SAMHSA's website regularly because they'll issue funding alerts. Oh, okay. Things, uh, grants that are going to uh, happen in the next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can go on there and see what they have planned for next year. Oh, that's awesome. What about federal grants and things like that? We just go into their website and constantly looking or? Yes, we okay. just applied for a grant about three weeks ago mm -hmm. that we were alerted to. They sent out an email about it for primary care. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been curious on how that process starts. And then our yeah. private foundations, you know, we, we find out about what their strategic priorities are, mm -hmm. and then we try to match things within our organization that would meet those strategic priorities. Mm -hmm. We were just awarded a grant this morning um, that will help us get a women's health uh, nurse practitioner for our primary oh, care. Wow, yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. That'd be really so we're great. excited about that. I know I like going to my nurse prac more than a doctor. Mm -hmm. It's just a different level of care. Well, and having a women's health <laughs> yes. provider gives us that additional service we're mm -hmm. able to offer our clients yeah because you know you don't know what somebody's trauma is they might not be comfortable seeing a male physician you right. know and so having options is always great yes i think so we'll be able to offer ultrasounds for pregnant women mm -hmm. prenatal care that's great because the ladies at kirkpatrick instead of having to wait weeks at a time to go have a doctor's appointment that would be great actually yes. <laughs> i know i'm excited yes. and then last but certainly not least we have the state of the center coming up yes can you tell me about it sure <laughs> i will try we are planning for that um in fact we have our second meeting tomorrow okay and it's a it's a big production we get everybody in the organization together in one location that's like almost 600 people 450 maybe okay it's a lot That's of people. That's a lot of people. From a lot of locations. Is it catered? Okay, we are going to have something to eat. <laughs> that's, I'm just telling you that's what everybody's going to ask. I know. And that's something <laughs> I brought up. It's like we got to have a meal. Yep. When you break bread together, mm -hmm. you tend to form bonds as a family. Exactly. And we mix people up so they don't all get to sit together I with their that. buddies. I heard that, yeah. Yes. So, and we have uh, some team building activities and some icebreakers and there may even be a Kahoot. Okay. Are you familiar I with am. Yeah, we would do like pop quizzes with them. Yeah. I, I have been a, I have been learning to make Kahoots. Well, there so you go. It's easy. You can just do it from your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to talk about our accomplishments over the last year and because we've got, we haven't met as a group since 2019. Oh, wow. We may talk about our accomplishments over the last three years. Ooh, this is going to be a long meeting. No, I think it's <laughs> just half a day. Okay, okay. I mean, because we are shutting down business, basically, yeah. to do this. Even in Texarkana, too, yes. right? Yeah, wow. Yes. Okay. So we close. It's it's an unusual event, you know, mm -hmm. and um, but we want everybody to be, be there together. Yeah. Uh, to learn what we're talking about, mm -hmm. we have celebrations. We have we learn about new new projects that are coming up within the organization. What are our strategic priorities going forward? Okay, but we want to celebrate our team. Yeah, because it's been a hard three years. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Is there like an award ceremony, anything like that? There probably will be. Oh, and there may be a video contest. Okay. 
Okay. We're talking about that. I'm excited. Yeah, three years <laughs> ago, we made CCBHC videos mm-hmm. that we uh, encouraged the staff to make, mm-hmm. you know, just like one-minute videos. Yeah. We had a door decorating contest. So at our State of the Center, we we gave out the awards, mm-hmm. and we showed the videos, and they were hilarious. Oh, that's great. But it was a great way to learn about CCBHC at a mm-hmm. time when we were first becoming one. Yeah. And um, so we're talking about doing that maybe with Joint Commission or yeah. maybe with CCBHC again. We'll see. That'd be great because of all the programs I've gone to, it seems the common barrier is not everybody knows what – all we provide here at Community Health yes. Course. So that's the goal with this podcast as well, is to let people know what we have within our own community. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's going to be great. I'm excited to come. Interns are invited, correct? Absolutely. Okay, good. And we're probably going to put you to work helping us plan. For sure. You know, we got to do that grunt work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, Ms. Cravey, I feel way more educated. I hope everybody listening also does because the grant process blows my mind. But thank you so much for coming on and my like pleasure. taking the time to talk to us and dumb it down for me personally. So <laughs> Not at all.